Hi everyone, this is Kyle Reed and I'm here with Chad Vale and this is episode 6 of NEPA Inspired. Uh, today we're here to welcome a bunch of guests, this is probably our largest podcast we've ever done, um, ladies and gentlemen from Altered Beast. Um, so, how's everyone doing? Great, good. good. As you can see, there's a bunch here, so we're going to get a lot of uh, topics covered today. Um, so, first thing, guys, is I'm going to address uh, Alan uh, Razkowski. Did I say that right? We're going to even wrote it down for myself. Um, and John Kivler from uh, Alter Beast. We're going to start with kind of how Alter Beast became Alter Beast. Um, so, whoever wants to address this question, or if you guys want to tag team it, we can we can knock this out of the park. I was coaching uh, Knox and Strikers at the time. In 2017. Was it? 2017, and uh, the room was way overfilled. It was one small wrestling mat, probably had 35 kids in there that night, and uh, the kids were wrestling out onto the wrestling mat. I was actually talking to the parents with my back to the mat, and two kids hit me from behind, like schoolboy almost. <laughs> and I, I, I turned to the parents, I said, listen, starting tomorrow, I'm looking for a commercial spot that we could have a big wrestling club for these kids, because trying to wrestle with all these kids on a totally big mat. And uh, John was at practice with his son, and he says, hey, uh, you know, I got a 58,000 square foot building. Like, hmm? I said, when can I look at it? He said, how about tomorrow? So <laughs> we went and looked at it. We went and looked at it. We figured out a plan for uh, how we wanted to set things up, and we just took off. Started with uh, Mike Leskowski, who's a pretty famous leaving wrestler. He uh, he's a the uh, Lake Knox and uh, phys ed coach or phys ed teacher now. And he called us up and said, "Hey, they're getting rid of this old Lehman wrestling mat." Here it turns out I used to practice on it when I was a kid, so it was one of the big, big, heavy ones. So we went and got it, and that's how we started all through these with an old wrestling mat. Big building. I was going to say, a very big building. I was going to say 58,000 square feet. John, is that how big that building is? Yeah. I so you can probably get lost in that building if you don't have a map. Um, so, uh, Alter Beast gets started, get moving. Uh, you had to find coaches, or did you just take over as, like, the the guy for the beginning? Yeah, we started out We started out uh, just running small practices, and it grew really, really quick. And then we brought a coach on, and... Uh, there for a while and then he left and, and now we just have just our core coaches now and, uh, it's, it's awesome we love we love doing what we do absolutely so john as being a parent in that previous room why did you like feel like the need to do the, or the want to jump in was it just because you wanted to help everyone out or you felt like uh the wrestlers in that current current room needed something bigger and better uh, honestly, I started looking at all the costs involved with all these sports my kids were getting involved with. Um, and having the, the building in Wilkes-Barre and talking over what we wanted to do there, um, we, we know we didn't want to make it just a bunch of apartments, so we thought maybe a community center would fit more for the neighborhood. Um, so we brought in My Sky League um, basketball training. They were there. Pretty much all the things that my kids were involved in that I knew was going to be very expensive down the road, I tried to proactively approach that with at least the assets that I had. Um, so when I was sitting there and listening to what Alan was saying, it was something on my mind uh, when, when my son started to wrestle for Nanny Coke. I think we went down to the armory. They had a, a competition down there, and I'm looking at the space and the mat space and all the people there, and I'm thinking, well, geez, I have, I have all this warehouse space. We could probably do something like that. So it was, 
it was really ironic that Alan mentioned it and I was thinking it and it just was like, yes, let's now, now we have to figure out how to, how to pay for this stuff, right? Like, you know, if we're not going to turn the building into apartments and generate revenue from, from tenants, how do we, how do we have a club that's so big and massive and, and it still be affordable? Because when we were started looking at some of the price points, I know Alan already knew some, I was a little new to the, the wrestling uh, with, with kids and, I was really shocked on, on what training cost, what tournaments cost, um, beyond what the school provided. So, you know, that's when we really started to brainstorm on how we're going to do this. And that's how the birthday parties got involved with you know, bouncing and rentals. You know, really, it was more so events. We felt like running uh, tournaments was going to be the best way to, to offer the program for free because it creates so much revenue, but also brings the wrestling community together so you can kind of network and also grow. Definitely. That was going to be my question. It is a, it is a free program for anyone that is interested in it. Is that how that works, kind of? Yeah, we've uh, we've shifted it to first and second year and third year? First, second, and third year? First, first two second. years are free, and anything after that, uh, there is a cost now. All right, so, so there was a slight business change, but absolutely yeah. we're still kind of, to get those uh, interested in, in, in wrestling or those who are unsure, uh, that free startup, just because, I mean, it could be a, a very costly investment if you don't, if your child doesn't enjoy it and you spend all this money on all this wrestling equipment and this, that, and the other thing, and three months down the road, they're like, hey, you know what? I just don't really like wrestling. So you guys are, you guys are trying to really offset that cost for parents and try to get more kids into any type of program. Yeah, I think it runs through all of our programs, even with, with our baseball program, the practices are free. You know, we try to keep everything as minimal as possible when we when we talk to the parents about what's affordable, what's not affordable. And I know Alan and myself and, and Shannon Rich, we've all um, come out of pocket or fundraised just to take kids to events and tournaments, you know, just to make sure that we can we can go and grow as a team. So it's it's a it's a nice family environment that I think we're we're creating. Definitely. So 2017 was about the time this began to start to form, give or take a couple months, a couple of years, a year or so, right? Yeah, we talked so, it through for a little bit. Yeah. So came up with a business plan and tried to follow it as best as we could, but no, that never works no, out. No, never. Uh, <laughs> always, uh, always plan for the worst, they say, and sometimes we don't with business. But uh, so we're three, about three years in, maybe a little more than three years in. Have you seen like a, a massive grow or an influx in the in the wrestling in world or community that you guys have been able to kind of create that environment through? I mean, the initial goal and the initial idea is an awesome idea. How did the implementation over the next three years kind of roll out for you guys? Where did you guys see a growth? Did you guys see what you wanted or envisioned in your programs? I, I noticed that a lot of the people that were involved in it in the beginning, they're like, oh, man, we're not growing fast. And then, like, you know, everybody's so worried. All of a sudden, there's 65 kids per night at practice. You know, like, it, it just exploded. It, it was the fastest growing club I've ever seen in my life. And I've been a part of a lot of them. So it, it, was, ins it was insane. It just it grew so fast. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of it dwindles down a little bit over the summertime because it's not all kids wrestle all year round. Plus, wrestle or sit in the pool. Yeah. That's, that's the hard battle a lot of parents kind of feel, I think. Yeah, only really dedicated athletes wrestle through the, the whole year. But uh, as soon as it won't be long. I was going to say, a couple weeks. Long, yeah, five, we'll, six weeks. It won't be long and they'll be packing the building again. So so you kind of saw that, that, that flourish moment happen and, and surpassed what you had even imagined in oh, your program. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but one one thing you run into when you grow that fast, and 
one of our friends down in the Gettysburg area uh, is a wrestling club. He's done stars. When you grow that fast and you're offering a free program and you have a lot of kids that participate, all of a sudden you run into these unforeseen costs. You know, so really when you, when you have a group like that, you depend a lot on families and, and your network to really try to support and grow the group because you never really expect things to catch fire. You know, I think we've leveled off a little bit. Uh, we've been through some, uh, some coaching transitions, um, some shifts in our focus, um, and also trying to give the kids a little break from wrestling and to come up with different, more fun things to do. Um, and that's, that's where Shannon Rich really come into play is they're very creative on, on keeping things fun, you know, because wrestling and the same stuff where you guys are involved. Any contact sport can be very grinding on. Um, yeah, uh, I know I didn't do these things when I was nine, ten years old. So. Uh, that burnout can happen, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it happens very, it comes about very quickly where you don't really see it coming. And it's just like, uh, do I want to keep doing this kind of moment? So being able to kind of adjust and transition is definitely a huge factor in that. Um, but since you mentioned Rich and uh, Chantel, we're going to move the mic kind of in the middle here, uh, as long as uh, Madison doesn't try to steal it off me over here. <laughs> Not yet. Not your time yet. Um, so, uh, Rich and Chantel, how do you, you, Rich, I know you coach, and Chantel, you help with coaching, or is that kind of the play that you guys run in this program? I know you guys are huge faces of it and always out there uh, for the brand and everything of that sort. So kind of where do you fall into play in this pyramid scheme? I don't want to say pyramid scheme, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, Rich is obviously our wrestling coach. Um, he's also our flag football coach. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and anything else we can find, he'll coach. Um, I usually concentrate on the strength and conditioning. But like he was saying, in the free time, we pick activities outside. We'll go to Knobles. We'll have pool parties. But the kids are always actively doing something. We'll take them to Kirby Park. There's never any downtime. If it's not something sports-related, something fun that they're still being active in. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that, that community, building that community environment or that that uh, family style environment is definitely, I feel, key in type in, in these type of sports uh, that myself or like karate and martial arts and wrestling, they're individualized sports when you're on the mat. It's you and the other opponent. So the more bond you can have with your team members outside of the, the mat or outside of the environment is definitely key, I think. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you definitely got to keep it fun for, for everybody. You can't. You can't go too hard on them and burn them out. It's it just, it, it's a brutal sport, and I respect that anybody that goes onto that mat, and that they deserve the respect too. So, definitely. Um, so like that, that, that burnout or that, that wear and tear. Like a lot of parents don't really, they just, they don't see that or feel that because they've never been in that environment or been, been in that that grinding position. So it's definitely very crucial I think in your entire program that you guys are able to manage both sides of it when it's time to buckle down and head down and grind into that that event or that tournament or that season whatever it may be but also be able to be like hey you know what guys we're gonna play dodgeball today and have a little fun or we're gonna have a water balloon fight and mess around or pie a coach in the face kind of thing like you gotta have that happy medium or slime I believe there I believe there's yeah, a slime, slime too. <laughs> my, my yard is still messed up from that. <laughs> I was say, someone got a whole bucket I think dumped yeah. on them with no two shower buckets. Yeah. Two buckets. <laughs> with no shower cap I think that was yeah that's terrible uh, who, who, who requested that one or who Madison and Emily said I could not get a shower cap if we went over a thousand dollars every day. <laughs> but that was the support that we have. It's great, great family we have. Definitely. 
Um, so, like, now moving forward into almost season time, I think probably what, at the beginning of school year is when we start. I mean, you do have wrestlers currently that are still actively competing through the summer. But uh, with the season kind of approaching, where are, where do you guys compete or, like, where do you guys actively go or – is it kind of they wrestle with their schools and they come and train with you guys? How's that work during like the school year? Well, right now it's going to be a little iffy. Um, generally, locally we have Penley, which I don't think they're coming back. So I think we're going to see more clubs doing uh, outside tournaments. But in two weeks we're going to Jersey and we're going to be gone the entire week. We have a battle on the beach on Sunday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday we're doing New Way Summer Nationals and then heading over to Naga with our friends from NEPA MMA and Juggernaut Jiu-Jitsu. So that'll be fun. Sh shameless plug there. Thank you. Ah, there's one. I'll take that one. <laughs> shameless plug. I appreciate it. Um, so you guys definitely stay active um, throughout the summer with tournaments-wise. Um, so we do have two uh, competitors, uh, athletes uh, here, uh, Emily and Madison. Who wants to take the mic first? Okay. Uh, what am I going to talk <laughs> what are you going to talk about? So you're going to talk about whatever I ask you. Okay. Sound good? Yep. All right. You think you're up for that one? Yep. All right. So all right, how old are you? Eleven. Eleven. All right. Do you have a nickname for yourself as a competitor? Babyface is faster. All right. You know what, Chad? Good thing we're on this side yeah. of the table. Not I don't want to be over there. I was going to say, uh, do I want to know how you got that nickname? Is this a, is this a, a, a good topic to talk about? Um, you know, just from matches and stuff. That's how I got it. And because you look so young, is that what we're going to go with, where you got the baby face from? Just tell um, Google me. Google. <laughs> Google you, and you just assassinate, assassinate everyone on the mat? Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, you do both, right? Yes. Which one do you like more? Ooh. See, you said get down and dirty on the questions. Here we are. So, I'm going to go with wrestling. I've been doing it longer and just more, so, you know, but. Jiu-Jitsu's there. It's there. Um. So, Coach James, if you're listening to this, you're, you're falling in second place here. <laughs> um, so, how long have you been wrestling for? Uh, I think about four years. Four, four years. years. And from what I've seen and read, you have a pretty young, successful career, I guess we'll call that, as, as wrestling-wise. What are some kind of big wins you had or uh, memorable wins that you, you remember? Or not wins, I should say. Uh, Either one. Definitely Greeno Worlds. Um, states and my all star match that I had. Yeah, uh, where do you remember where those were at? Like, so, where so where you competed at? Reno World was in Oklahoma, and then states was PA, and then all star was also PA. All right, so pretty active all the way down to Oklahoma, and uh, you're uh, going in August all the way out to Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, if you need a chaperone, me and Chad got you. Yeah. Chantel and Rich can stay home, and we'll make sure you're fully taken care of. Um, but uh, what are you doing out in uh, Vegas? There is a Supreme tournament that I'm going to. I'm wrestling for the Supreme Woman of Wrestling, so that's going to be fun. I was going to say, that sounds pretty exciting. You've been putting in the work for that? Yes. Lots of training? Lots of strength and conditioning? Yeah. Now, as, uh, as a wrestler, do you, uh, now I don't know too much about the female wrestling world because I know we're going to get to that in a second as the Alter Beast guys are uh, bringing that more to uh, a flourish. Do you guys have like weight classes and stuff like that? Do you, do you maintain a weight or just whatever you're at, you're at? Weight classes, yes. 
usually I'm the one that's cutting lots of weight, but yeah, <laughs> there's weight classes. Absolutely. So um, while you're like maintaining weight or trying to stay on target, that definitely involves uh, maintaining a diet, right? Or yeah. eating right. You can't be eating McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell whenever you want. No. So, and you said you said you were how old? Eleven. Eleven. So eleven years old. You're already watching what you eat, training, strength, conditioning, and I believe you run some practices on your own. Yes. So you got baby face assassin. You got, got it all. You know, at eleven years old, I think I was. I don't know what I was doing at eleven, but it wasn't watching. I definitely. If they asked me to go to McDonald's. I was going to McDonald's. <laughs> now, doesn't interest you? No. Well, that's pretty exciting. Do you have uh, anything to add to what? Any any questions or anything for us wise that you want to ask uh, on the other end? Because I know you're big on this end of the podcast. You know, I'll have something to say at the end. All right. Well, let's bring up that real quick. You do have your own podcast, right, with uh, do, other yeah. other other fellow Alter Beast girls. Mm -hmm. um, where can they find that podcast at? That's usually on the Alter Beast Wrestling Academy. That's on Facebook, so you can find all the videos. We have a YouTube channel too. Look through that. But yeah. absolutely. Do you guys? What do you guys talk about on your podcast? Uh, sometimes we'll do fun things. Sometimes it's all business. Usually. <laughs> but we'll do that and just talk about what's coming up. Awesome. Very good. So, all right, now. I think we might have found a new host. I was going to say, I might be getting the boot <laughs> there's, here. There's a yeah. good uh, jelly straw one, too. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. I'll have to that's watch this. Get on there and watch that one. So, you guys want to check out uh, Maddie and her friends' podcast over there. It's at Alter Beast Academy on Facebook. Now, our other uh, athlete in the room, she looks uh, very. Uh, concerned about this microphone being moved <laughs> over towards her. Um, here it goes. All right, now it's your time to shine. Emily, how old are you? I'm 11. You're 11 also. Uh, how long have you been wrestling for? About a year. Oh, so you're fairly new to the, the wrestling world? Kind of. But, like, my brother's been wrestling for a long time, so I've kind of, like, known it for a while. But then I kind of just started wrestling, like, out of nowhere. So uh, watching your brother do it, it, it finally intrigued you to get out there and, and try it and not sit on the sidelines no more is pretty much how it worked? Yeah, basically. Or sick of him winning some medals and not you? That too. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, can't let the, is he, he's a younger brother, right? Yes. So you can't let the younger brother be, be showing up the older sister. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Um, now, do you actively compete also? Um, I usually just end up competing whenever there's a tournament that I can do. Like that, ha or that has my weight class, an age bracket, or if like a team needs me. But that's basically like if I like find something that I could do, I can just do it. Gotcha. So you you like to just train wrestling, and if a tournament comes about, you're you're, you're good to go for it. But if it doesn't. You're not losing sleep like I think uh, Maddie would be over there. <laughs> Maddie would be chomping at the bit asking where the next event was. Um, so wrestling for a year, what's kind of like your favorite things about wrestling? Well, basically it's just like my favorite thing is probably in actual matches. Want like to see like how good I've gotten and if I can win or lose to like if I've even won against that person. Like if I can win to them, if I've lost to them, or like if I can keep winning to them. Fair enough, yeah. So you had that constant growth or uh, learning while you're in, inside the, the match-wise, right? Yeah. So either if you win, you can always learn something, but if you lose, there's a lot to learn from that match, right? Yes. Absolutely. You can never not learn anything there. Um, so what's, like, your favorite thing about wrestling, though? Not, like, tournament-wise, like, what is your favorite thing about wrestling? 
just wrestling just to do it yeah uh, fair enough i i feel like now again this is me on the opposite end who doesn't know much about the wrestling world and i'm i'm gonna say this and move my chair away from the other end of the table <laughs> i know knowing girl most girls like that that like to do wrestling is very not normal to start like you know what i mean when you hear girls like you don't think of tear your face off slam you to the ground and throw you to the ground so you guys as girl wrestlers are, are kind of setting a trend or a new wave for this next generation of girls, right? Yeah. Which is pretty cool if you think about it. Like, most girls don't really think about going into wrestling. They think about softball. They think about volleyball or all those other sports where girls tend to, or girls wrestling doesn't really come to play. But you guys have the opportunity to kind of make a difference and make that change, right? Which is pretty crazy. At 11 years old, you guys are starting that ball rolling. Um, so kind of going off of that, we're going to move the microphone one more. So John, you guys have been, I don't know who wants this, John or Chantel, uh, for the girls wrestling topic. Either or, it doesn't matter. You have the microphone, you can go. And I can take it back to you if you need it. Yeah, you're good. All right, so you guys have been making a, a, I feel like a big push for girls wrestling. Uh, I feel like not just in our state, but kind of help with other states that are kind of doing it also. Is that what I've been reading correctly? Yeah, I think awareness is the most important thing, and awareness outside the wrestling community. Um, a lot of a lot of girls that wrestle, their families have wrestled, brothers have wrestled. So um, when you say you haven't really seen uh, girls wrestling, or it's not really, you know, par for the course status quo, it's it probably because it's not done in uh, the school systems, the academic systems. I think that you know once we get to a point, um, you know, where these other states are. And have the have the wrestling sanctioned. I think you'll see a lot more participation. I think um, I think a lot more empowerment and a lot more cooperation with other schools working with other schools. But it has to have a starting ground. So I think that's what our goal is: is not so much to force girl wrestling, but just to bring awareness that it exists and that you know, just like any other sport that girls do and boys do, you know, it, it's uh, if there's a passion there. We should allow the kids to kind of. Absolutely, equality across so, the board there. Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting because my daughter was a, a princessy, never wrestle. I mean, as as girly as you can get, um, and I think it's a natural instinct for kids to want to release that um, aggression. You know, it could be done. It could be done in a very sportsmanlike manner, but I think that I think that once they feel it, they embrace it. Right, and I think she got a little feel for it initially, and she she backed away from it, and then she she watched from the sidelines, and then wanted to participate because again she started seeing her brother start winning these, these medals and, and, and trophies and stuff like that. But it was interesting to see her transition because you know there's a lot of girls like her that probably would say I would never she I would never wrestle, you know, and then just coming to practice and and just horse playing a little bit on the mats, and then before you know it, they they find like very natural. And so it's not that bad. Yeah, it's very comfortable for them. So. I was gonna say that's definitely. I feel like a huge issue that you brought up was like the girls in school wrestling because it's not offered to them. I mean, I even went to a high school where I came from a high school that offered wrestling, and then I went to a high, transfer to another high school that didn't offer no wrestling program at all. So, which I thought was like very strange to me. Like wrestling at this point was a very big thing in, this, in, a, in our state. I mean, we're kind of known for for wrestlers. So at our high school, not even allowing guys, and most high schools not even allowing girls. It's just a, a massive problem that we have. Yeah, and I think for developmental purposes, it's okay 
for elementary uh, athletes to compete, you know, um, boy, girls to compete with each other. But I think at a certain point, um, the bodies change. Really, girls are more advanced and developed before the boys are. So they have a slight advantage a lot of times in these elementary tournaments where then you start to get 12, 13, 14-year-old boys, then the, it, it shifts. So I think that's really where the separation needs to be, it's more junior high, high school. Um, and then you're right, Pennsylvania being, you know, a powerhouse in the wrestling community, why are we not, why are we behind everyone else, right? Um, I think it's because our, our requirements to sanction are a little ridiculous. You know, 100 schools, that's a lot of um, very old school coaches and administrators saying, hey, yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring girl wrestling to our program. How do you guys think about it's that? It's, it's tough, and it's going to be an uphill battle, but hopefully they, they uh, loosen the restrictions, requirements, whatever you want to call them, and, you know, it just happens one day. Definitely. Chantel, do you want to add anything to no. kind of what John knocked out of the park there? He's pretty much got it. For, for the man who said, I really don't do much talking on the behind the scenes, he has knocked out all these questions very well. But something, the girls are something I, I, I found myself getting more passionate about because I felt like there was a, a stalemate there. You know, there's, there's a, a huge community of people that support the sanctioned PA movement, but I don't see any movement. You know, I, I see a lot of just great tournaments. You know, the, the participation is, is pretty decent. You know, I just don't see a lot of movement. I don't know where to go. I mean, it, it's nice to have these senators and, and, and people that, that we're getting together that say great things. It's like romantic, right? But it doesn't doesn't move anything Hopefully forward other than, the goal. other than these school administrators and, and coaches saying, we're going to do this. So we got to, we got to find them an easier way, you know, like an app that just says, yes, and you hit the button and, yeah. and we're good, you know, and click of a button. get rid of the paperwork, right? So. Everything else is click here, click there, <laughs> and then prove you're not a robot and right. you're golden. <laughs> um, awesome. So does anyone else have anything else they would like to jump in that I didn't kind of cover? Oh, all right. Uh, I'm afraid to pass the mic this way. This, this might be the make or break moment for us, Chad. There you go. Okay, so I just want to say that uh, James, Kyle, and we could say Chad, you're doing you a great job um, <laughs> of the program and stuff. But then I also wanted to go into that at one point we had our own jiu-jitsu program and, you know, stuff, stuff went down. So, and you're going to jump in with me, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, we had our own jiu-jitsu program. We'll just um, leave the coaches anonymous, we could say. Or we won't, you know. But, yeah, we had our own jiu-jitsu program. Tons of space. Still don't know why they left, you know. Could have been something we did. Could have been something else, you know. But, you know, there was lots of space for them. They had lots of room. They were basically, they had it. Okay, they had it all. They left for other reasons. Don't know why, like I said. But, Em, do you want to talk at all about this? I mean, honestly. What do you have to share? Um, so, when they left, what did you feel? What did, what happened? I honestly didn't know what was happening. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Were you, like, once you found out what was happening, were you sad? Were you, like, down at all? I was confused. Okay. See, for me... I was promised something the day before they left. I was promised a new belt, and they left, so I didn't get my belt. So I was devastated, but, you know, M. So what do you think now that we we were welcomed in 
by James and Kyle. What do you feel now? I honestly kind of like them better <laughs> because, like, I'm not gonna lie, um, they like go like over like more moves and like like kind of like yeah. not the same stuff. Yes, every single day. Yeah, not the same throwing thing every day. You know. I think the same. They're doing an amazing job, and I don't think James is holding us back in any way, like the anonymous, anonymous previous coaches. But I think, I think, I think we're summed up. Shout out Alpha, Alpha Unit. <laughs> I'd like to add something. Yeah. So, thanks, Maddie. Yeah. Good job, Maddie. I appreciate it. Um. One of the things that I'd like to say that I don't think was really touched on because we talked about Rich being being one of our coaches and Chantel, Coach Allen helps out a lot. Um, we get a lot of help from other coaches, um, other coaches from other schools, um, coaches from Wilkes University, coaches from Kings. A lot of the kids from SEM, they come over, they help out a lot. So it's it's not so much about the coaches at our place. It's, it's more so about how we're developing the kids and and the relationships that we're, we're trying to make within the community with, with clubs like yourself and, and even outside our community with you know, Still Valley Renegades and going down to Keystone Stars. And it's, it's interesting because as we, as we grew and, and moved past hurdles that we faced, we found that you know, when, we, when we were released of these stresses, um, more people were more welcoming to our, our theories. Um, so we, we started to realize that it was it was things that we had to go through to grow, but it's 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 nice to see, you know, all these other coaches and all these other districts and areas that, that want to truly grow athletes, not just wrestling, not just karate or jiu-jitsu, just athletes, because we have great athletes in this area. And I think, unfortunately, we're an underprivileged area, so it's going to take different clubs to kind of merge together to really solve these financial crises that we have here. For, for growing our athletes, but I think once we get through that, I mean, Northeast PA, I do feel is a very, very, very rich, talented uh, area. I think we'll have a chance to grow that over. Hopefully before these young ladies, uh, you know, graduate, they get to experience some of that. Definitely. Right. That uh, untapped talent we yeah. have here. Yeah. Uh, and as a, as a coach myself or instructor myself, I definitely see see the abilities as just uh, the avenues or the routes are not, not available to, to everyone at the same time. Um, kind of adding on what you just talked about, uh, different coaches and things of that sort, you guys have brought in some very notable coaches uh, to help your program. Uh, uh, I know probably the biggest one is Khabib's wrestling coach, or uh, is that, I think that's what she actually goes by. Is it Carolyn Weston. Yeah. So that was a pretty big name you guys brought in. Um, so you guys are pretty much going above and above beyond uh, trying to get your group of athletes the best in the in, in the world, I mean, pretty much if you're getting Khabib's, uh, one of Khabib's coaches, you're getting the best in the world. No one can doubt that on that one. Um, and kind of that outreach has to has to continue to grow if everything else wants to grow also, right? Yeah. Um, awesome. Chad, you good over there? I'm good, man. You're, you're, they got it all. I was going to say, I might have lost my job. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think so. Um, let me readjust this. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is Kyle Reed here with Chad Vale on NEPA Inspired, Episode 6.